Papa been smooth since days of underoos. We're getting down with some 90s hip-hop on this brand new episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. up and welcome if you're new to this show we're so excited that you found us and for our returning listeners it's great to have you back well if you love all things 80s and 90s from music and movies to television and pop culture then this is the podcast for you i am one of your hosts david joined as always by the artist formerly known as lil rob my good friend rob hey dave uh i want to uh send a big welcome to all of our opportunistic listeners out there Opportunistic. Yeah, we know that uh, you are always looking for a killer deal. So let me tell you, we've got a zinger of a deal for you today. <laughs> well, that is that yeah. is good. That's what good. we've got today, you'll want to give it to your mom. Nice. What we've got today, you'll want to give it to your dad. What we've got today, you'll want to give it to your kids, especially your daughter. Uh huh. You might do a little dance, and you'll need to stay hydrated with some water. Gotcha. Um, what we've got, you'll literally want to put it in you. That's suggestive. Yeah. Yes. Um, as an added bonus, if you've ever wondered how come everybody want to keep it like a Kaiser, uh-huh. you're in the right place. Always. So we welcome you. That's all right. your oppo- our opportunistic listeners. Opportunistic listeners. Yeah. I, I don't know what an opportunistic listener is. They just kind of found the podcast. And yeah. It's like yeah. Looking for a good deal. They're looking for a good deal. Something good, to searching do. the podcast and they found it. Gotcha. This one looks like a good one. Yeah. Those are some hard hitting lyrics. Yeah, see like if that? they see if our fans can figure them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what I got, I want to give to on this podcast. Rob and I will travel back to the two decades that shaped not only our lives but influenced the world for generations that followed. Each episode, we will develop and discuss lists of selected topics, or perhaps identify a significant event, movie, or whatever we recall from growing up in the '80s and '90s, providing some awesome memories, fun, and of course, nostalgia along the way. After saying all of that, Rob, what topic will we be diving into for this episode? Well, today we are looking at our favorite uh, hip-hop, rap, and R&B of 1997. Yes, so we've made a very specific category uh, style of music. Yes. For 97. Very specific. It was a a good year for... Well, the late 90s was dominated by hip-hop anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and 97 seemed to be like a pretty good year. I remember lots of stuff on the radio, but how do you feel about this project? Or were you even listening to hip-hop in 97? Because sometimes you listen to other stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 97 uh, was the year after I graduated, so uh, I've mentioned that that was kind of a transition year for me, so 97. So a lot of the music I picked today will not be... Uh, it, it, there's some not mainstream stuff. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll find um, it doesn't I, I, always have to be the mainstream. Yeah, I think for me this is the year I found out that I liked live music. Oh, okay. And so some of the, some of my musical choices nice. uh, reflect that, I think. Can be live. Yeah. Well, mine are definitely fairly popular. Uh, everyone will probably know all of my songs. No surprises to be had. Uh, at least I don't think so. And eh, maybe you'll be surprised. <laughs> Uh, by some of them. <laughs> well, for me in 97, I was leaving Japan. I'd been there for two years, and I was relocating relocating to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the songs I'm about to cover, and maybe some of the ones you have, they were big in the clubs and the bars down in Florida. Because uh, I'd that forgotten age, that you'd gotten to, going out. I'd forgotten that you'd gotten to Florida. Yeah, no, I was there for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Well, several of these songs I distinctly remember hearing at, uh, well, in 97 and uh, early 98, we would go down to Panama City Beach, Florida, which was the mecca epicenter of spring break. Uh, MTV was there. We went to Club La Vila. Uh, we went to Spinnakers. We went to all the hot spots. We were on the beach. Uh, we went to anywhere you could go that was popular, and everybody was there. So it was quite the event, and a lot of these songs we're playing during that time, whether we were in hotel parties, mm-hmm. again, Club La Vila, mm-hmm. on the beach, wherever we were going, a lot of this music was 
what was there, what was ready to be heard. So mm-hmm. I will add that uh, I was in a uh, relationship during this time, 97, nice. uh, with a young lady. And uh, a lot of the songs that I picked were, I'm 99% sure we're on some sort of a mixed oh. tape. Love well, I think tape 97 TV? still a tape would have been yeah, maybe. an apropos uh, medium. Yeah, I don't share. know if we were recording CDs yet. I don't know that You'd I. You'd had to have a CD burner, a CD-ROM on a desktop. No, no we did not. You see, you didn't no, have, I didn't have it. So it had to have been a tape. Tape, still kicking it old school yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was not in a relationship at that time. Obviously, since I was hanging out in Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there were people in relationships, just not during the week they were there. Uh, at spring break, so <laughs> at least that's the impression I got when uh, when talking to some of them. So, right. but uh, yeah, a lot of this music's gonna throw me back to uh, '97. So some yeah. of it might be different than because uh, definitely when you're in the South, which is where Florida is, whether they like it or not, um, some of the music and sound can be a little different. But I think most of the songs I pick permeated across everywhere, all charts, all parts of the world. So this should be a good time. Should be some fun to be had. Good. Yes. Good. He says good. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think for me, it did the same. It did brought back a lot of memories. That's as, good. As I was doing my pre-production. Well, that's what we're trying to do here. Bring back memories. Good, bad, all of them. They're all all what we want to do. That's so, right. Well, on your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance Floor Pro. I know you know. And let's get jiggy back in 1997. Well, Rob, I'm going to pour out some Cristal, and while I kick back, let's hear your number 10. <laughs> the Cristal. <laughs> so dumb. Every video. Got to yeah. pour it out. Well, and that was, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, what was the, the MTV with the homes where, where oh. they would come into your house, and they yeah. would they do that, and they always had Cristal in the they fridge. They always had Cristal. You have Cribs, to have it. Cribs. Cribs. That's what it was. If you yeah. didn't have Cristal, don't even open your fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. All right. My number 10 is... So this is uh, What Kind of Man Would I Be by Mint Condition. Oh, wow. Not, not a mainstream. I have not heard this song. You've not heard it? Oh, my God. I have not. You got me on that one. Yeah. So that's uh, by the uh, band Mint Condition. Mint Condition. Uh, off of their album Definition of a Band. I've never even heard of that band. By yeah, the Mint Condition. Uh, man, wow. I, I own the CD. I remember I, I loved it. Goodness gracious. Uh, it was no, it, number 13 on the R&B Hip Hop Albums chart uh, that year. Um, charted number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, sold wow. 600,000 copies domestically. Certified gold. Uh, they're a band out of Minnesota. Um they were nominated for a Grammy in 2016. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, oh, this was interesting. It said, um, the group is credited with being one of the last major funk bands to chart before hip-hop and New Jack uh, started kind of taking over. So, uh, yeah, this is Mint Condition. What kind of man would it be? This definitely was on a wow. mixtape for me. Yeah. So, um, And I, th- I put, I think that's why I liked them because they were, it was more of like a, a band, like something you would hear live. Okay. And I was really moving more towards this kind of like live sound. Yeah. And I could see seeing this played live. So, yeah. Well, I don't know who they condition. are. Yeah. You got me. And I don't get stumped easily. Hey. We'll see how many times. Apparently, I think you're going to try to get me a couple times on this thing, obviously. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, mint condition. I, and they were that high on Billboard. And I've not heard of them. Yeah. So, f- I guess it's a fail on my part because I, uh, I don't know if that just didn't play where I was or what was going on. But definitely not a song I'm aware of. My next song. At my number 10, though, uh, everybody probably knows. It's not a big mystery. It's We're going to take a trip down south to Miami with old uh, Will Smith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> That's it, man. This played all the time when I was in Florida. Like a, like a calling card for them or something. I don't know. They just really love yeah. that song. Um well, that song was a staple, as I said, in Florida, uh, maybe because they're mm-hmm. singing about Miami. Between that and getting jiggy with it, which I do not have anywhere on my countdown. But was that same year? Same year. Uh-huh. Same album. Uh, Plenty Will Smith. No. Plenty Will Smith to go around. Uh, this only got to number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. For So as, as much as it was played, I thought it would have got higher. But it was the number one hip-hop single in the UK and number five overall in New Zealand. Uh, so the Kiwis were digging Miami Beach, and uh, they were getting down with what Will Smith was selling on that one. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, Will Smith was everywhere, right? Yeah. Well, this would have been uh, uh, Men in Black era. So, yeah, Men in Black, uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> as bad as that was. Wow. Uh, Did you ever see you know? that? No. No, I don't think I've ever. The I, trailer was so bad, I didn't want to go see the actual movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. So, seeing Will Smith as a cowboy didn't... Uh, uh, intrigued didn't, me too much. That didn't translate for you. So, but I did like Miami. So okay. Uh, okay. I can. Uh, I, I'll still listen to that. It's, it's a fun song. It's it's not anybody's best rap song of all time, but it's just a fun song. So, <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, Will Smith. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to come at you with number nine, which is also one that uh, you're not going to have, uh, but it is. Jeez. Sometimes by the brand new heavies. Your head is again absolutely not. I don't know this, but hey, I'm getting to hear some new stuff. Yeah, I've never even heard of this band either. You've not heard of it? Okay, Um, not at all. All right, so this is uh, sometimes brand new heavies. It's off their album called Shelter. I also own this one. It's very good. They're considered a British acid jazz band. Wow, I don't know. That's a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, they uh, are best known for having uh, some single. This is a different lead singer than than they started with. They had a lead singer called Indea Davenport, but this gal is named uh, uh, Saida Garrett. I think is how you say it. Yeah. But she's written for uh, Michael Jackson, The Pointing Sisters, Quincy Jones, Tevin Campbell, Donna Summer, Madonna. Um, she was nominated for two Academy Awards for. I think it was Showgirl. Dream Girls. Oh, you sure it's not Showgirls? Showgirls was a different show. (laughs) Uh, Dream Girls, yeah, uh, for some song. 2006 musical. I think it was Showgirls. (laughs) No, Dream Girls. Uh, This is one of their most uh, successful songs. Um, Yeah, so this is another one that I I liked this album, and this this was on a kind of pretty constant play. I think I might actually still own it. You got a couple of love songs back-to-back. You went early heavy with the R&B. Yeah, I've got a few. I, I got it's heavy, yeah. I mine's got, mine's yeah. more in the hip hop rap area, but uh, I've got some R and B. But I'm gonna guess you have more of the uh, R and B than I do. Yeah, I think that's true. So, that's an accurate, yeah. accurate statement. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know it, but it sounded good. So maybe I'll have to give it a try. My number nine is a collaboration uh, between Foxy Brown and Jay Z. And it is a little jam called I'll Be. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. How nasty Another big can you get? Another club banger right here. Oh, yeah. Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Never had the Foxy Brown. She had a moment there in the late 90s. She was she was alive for a couple minutes. Yeah. Right. Well, I remember listening to this song a bunch in the car. Uh, when I moved to Florida, as I talked about on my last song, I drove from my parents' house in Oregon to Florida, uh, long drive, by the way. So I spent a lot of time picking up radio stations randomly throughout the United States as I drove because I had a six CD changer. Yes, it was very nice. And it quit working like the first day somewhere in California. What uh, car was that? My Honda Accord, little hatchback. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, So I spent a lot of time picking up random radio stations. Every time I got a pop or um, like a rap R&B station, this song would be on. So they were obviously playing it a lot. So it hit number seven on the U.S. Hot 100, but only number 48 in Germany. Uh, so even Jay-Z couldn't get the Germans excited over this. Uh, it's a catchy song, but I like the Jay-Z parts the best. Uh, yeah. Foxy Brown's okay, but uh, having him in there helped a lot. My favorite line is, he says, straight out the gates, y'all, we drop hits. Now tell me how nasty can you get? And that's the part <laughs> I played, but it just sounds like nice 90s poetry to me right there. Oh, like yeah. He was writing that, and he's like, hmm, straight out the gates. Y'all, we drop hits. <laughs> tell me how nasty how you can get. nasty can you get? Yeah, it's good. So I, I think that was my classic. first uh, experience with Jay-Z. That one was. That kind of was the one that put him into the. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah for me. So, okay. Yeah. We have Foxy Brown. I remember I had a Foxy. I had Foxy Brown CD. I'm you had sure a lot of CDs. It looks like yeah. I did. All right. Oh man, uh, my number eight is um, a little band called Tony Tony Tony. Yes, yeah, no Tony Tony Tony. You know, I know, it was a long time I know this one, but it's a song called "Thinking of You." Yeah, I've heard this. Oh yeah, I like early '90s Tony 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 a little better, but this is still good. Yeah. It's been also very slow. They're all smoothed out on these. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of smooth so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so this was released in uh, March of 97, obviously. Uh, picked at number five on the R&B uh, chart. Uh, number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. It's off their album called uh, House of Music. It's a great album. Um, it was their fourth and final album. I did not realize that. Um, after they didn't do anything after that. Um, uh, it is considered critics widely praised Tony Tony Tony's musicianship and songwriting on this album as a masterpiece of 1990s R&B. Nice. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and then they disbanded shortly after this album's release. Oh, so yeah, they had sad. to be all done. Yeah, yeah. I heard a rumor that, because Tony, 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 all Tony, but spelled I, E, and? Uh, it's uh, Y, I, I, E. Yeah. None of them were named actually Tony. Is that accurate? Uh, that is That's true. I, I can actually tell you that. <laughs> the that. basis is uh, Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> then you have Dwayne Wiggins. And then you have uh, Timothy Christian Riley. So there's no Tony. Nobody's naming Tony. All right. Well, yeah. Who so, needs yeah. Who needs to use your actual name? No reasons, no. right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't. I'd be curious yeah. to know the. the I'm uh, going to bet Foxy Brown's name's not Foxy Brown. So it's not. Oh, I shattered your whole world, man. It's broken. I thought her name was Foxy. Her whole my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> she was growing up. They call on her in school. Foxy. Foxy. Foxy, Foxy Brown. Here. No, uh, I'm going to guess that's a stage name. But yeah. all right, so well, Tony Tony. Yeah, you keep smoothing it out. I keep yeah. keep I keep the uh, hip hop vibe going. So my number eight is from my boy Mace, and it oh. feels so good. Oh, this is a good one. I like this. One. I had this scene. It's, I had this one too. It's a classic. Feels good. So that's what we do yeah puffy had to get in the background there that's what we do he was everywhere <laughs> well this was well this was his year if you really want to look at it but um so i don't know if it was popular then but although he was pretty popular but i was a mace fan for a uh, snapshot in time there I, I thought this was good i had this cd he's a little bit he mumbles a little but i kind of like it and uh, he's not the cleanest rapper he's got a few things in there but i thought he was fun i listened to the cd a lot harlem world was kind of non-stop for about six months uh, this went to number five on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the Canadian dance charts. So there's that. But as we've seen before, the Aussies are tough critics sometimes, and this only got to number 86 mm-hmm. in Australia. So uh, they were not checking in on Mace. He did not make them feel so good. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I remember Mace and uh, Puff were everywhere. Everywhere. They 97 was all there. Over the place. Yeah. The videos. So, and, yeah, yeah, this song, uh, this song yeah, it was in the in club all the time. Oh, yeah. But it was it's good. It's a catchy song. You know, you made me feel so good. Yeah, I I remember back in the day, uh, before you know, I mean, that's something that people, uh, kids now, uh, it sounds we sound old when we go kids now. Well, we are old, but, so it's you okay. Know, where you you had to buy a CD, yeah, and, to and get, hope that the twelve tracks were good, were good. You know, that you were going to get your money's worth. That's it. And I remember this BNC. There's like two. Yeah, there was this yeah, one and three. maybe one other one. I I'm not. I think there were off. two or three I liked, but it wasn't. It wasn't worth the money. It wasn't. A, it was. Yeah, you weren't. That getting happened your to worth. me with a couple other CDs. Uh, maybe that I'll talk about on this album on this uh, countdown, but uh, yeah. definitely happened. But again, a snapshot in time there. Mace wasn't so bad. Yeah. So, uh, all right, my number seven. Oh, uh, what's your what's your phrase? You go. It's a it's a banger. It is. That's not not my phrase. Well, uh, I don't know. You like. You know it, what? Though. I'll take. I'll take okay. credit for yeah. it. It is my phrase. Um, it's a deja vu uptown baby. It's a fantastic song. Yes. Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn. Yes. I love this song. This is a great song. Great song. Not debatable. So awesome. Just got a great tune. To yeah, it's good really good uh so uh this uh day de- uh, came out in december of 97 uh it was their deep debut single and they never released anything after this nope they this uh, broke the up in 99 and then they never released anything um the song is built around a sample of steely dan's black cow which is a song so i, l- I listened to it and yeah it is straight up i mean took the beat yeah oh yeah um well 97 is a big sample time yes like all these songs were sampled a lot of them from a lot of other things yes um and then this was interesting in exchange for clearing the use of the sample steely dan requested an advance payment of one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, as well as 100 percent of publishing royalties that doesn't seem like a good 
That's not a good deal for Lord Tariq and like Peter. Who was their business? They're not manager. getting any money out of it. Yeah, though. yeah. That was like they literally signed over all the money to yeah. that song. No wonder they didn't <laughs> do anything after that. They, they. That's a horrible deal. Yeah. So, hundred percent of publishing royalties, and as a result of this agreement, Steely Dan members Walter Becker and uh, Donald Fagan are the sole credited songwriters on Deja Vu Uptown wow, Baby. That's crazy. That's I, a, I feel like they could have done I'm, a better job than that. I'm so. not the smartest businessman. But even I, th- I would hope That's that if I was sitting across deal. the table and that was the deal that was presented to me, I go, "Whoa, yeah. wait, yeah, wait, I get nothing Hold out of this song." Up. So sounds yeah. good. Where do I sign? <laughs> That's bad. Uh, anyway, hundred percent of the yeah. royalties. Great song. Yes, that is a great song. I am highly impressed that that's on your yeah. countdown. I'm, after the first three slow down jams, <laughs> I'm very excited that that I got, was. I got a couple coming up that yeah, I think you'll be proud good. of. Yeah. While you went to rap there and you you cranked it up with a really good one. I'm going to reverse, go back to what you were doing, which is kind of smoothing it out a little bit, and it's going to be my boy Babyface featuring Mariah Carey and Kenny G with Every Time I Close My Eyes. Oh, I forgot all about this song. Oh, man. This is the jam right here. You know what kind of jam this is, don't you? Is this a booty jam? It is a booty jam. But uh, yeah, I definitely pinch myself. Pinch myself because I can't believe it's true. Uh, but Babyface, king of the love songs for me, anyway. Uh, and I'm here for it all the time. Uh, I think he's great. Oh, and then you had Kenny G on saxophone, and Mariah Carey is singing backup vocals in this. She's at the height of her fame right now, and she did backup vocals for Babyface on this song. Uh, perfect compilation, right? And uh, song was nominated for a Grammy, but lost to Elton John. And was nominated for an MTV Video Music Award, but again lost to your boy Beck. This one, this is one of those songs you can turn up way loud, pretend that you can sing along, Babyface, because you can't, but you can try. Uh, However, just like I like to look up some uh, interesting facts, the Netherlands were not fans, as he only peaked at number ninety-three over there. So that's pretty disappointing, especially for such a good song. But uh, yeah, Kenny G, Mariah Carey, Babyface sounds like the nineties to me. So yeah, he was another one that was. Uh, everywhere. If he wasn't doing his own stuff, he was producing somebody. He was, uh, you know, singing. He was doing a, a duet or something. It felt like he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He produced or sang something in the nineties. Yeah, pretty much consistently. So yeah. whatever happened to him, I won't, right? I'm sure he didn't lose a hundred percent of his royalties. <laughs> so he's probably living fine right now somewhere. So he made good business deals. Yeah, probably so. All right, uh, my number. What am I at? Six. I'm at number six You're already. Losing okay. track of your numbers. Okay, so I will say we try not to double up. We try. We, you know, like on from episode to episode, we try not to. But this is one that we featured on uh, on our mini episode. Oh, okay. Uh, back a while ago, but it is um, Cupid ah. by one twelve. One twelve. You like the one twelve? I did like the one twelve a lot. I I liked one twelve. Yeah. Um, this is one that was on a mixtape for sure. Smoothing out again. Yep. And they were another one though that was uh, if they weren't on something with uh, um, Puff Daddy, they were you know they were either singing in the background or they were you know featured or they were uh, featured quite a bit. Yeah, because I think if I remember right, if I did my research right, they started off with Bad Boy. Oh yeah. So they were part of that whole crew, and then they went everybody off. started with yeah. Bad Boy. Um, it's their third and final single. Um, uh, the song peaked at number thirteen on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, it uh, was certified platinum. Yeah, they're original with Bad Boy Records. Um, they had a couple hits. Um, they had a Grammy. They were Grammy Award nominated for uh, a song called Peaches and Cream, and they Ooh. won a Grammy Award ninety-seven. I know 90s. the Peaches and Cream. You do know that one. It's a suggestive uh, song. Yeah, they won a Grammy Award in ninety-seven for best rap performance by a duo or group on uh, featuring, featuring on the single uh, Puff Daddy. I'll be missing you, <laughs> along with Faith Evans. That's right. That was another one. The you, tribute. You heard a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a few of the this song on a mixtape or two. Oh, of course, for, my, for the lady. Got to get uh, some Puff Daddy in there. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we do. Cupid, Cupid, yeah. one twelve. Cupid, I like one twelve. <laughs> he said that so like I like one twelve. Well, I, you know, I, 
I want to apologize for it, but then at the same time, like I don't apologize. Why would you apologize? I for don't it? know. Some people would be it's like, "Yeah, one twelve. Do you think it's not cool to listen to one twelve? I don't know. I was listening to Babyface, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah. To, it's okay to smooth it out once in a while. All right. Well, this one's not smoothed out. This is a a, a pretty rocking jam right here. This is a pretty good cut. I've got uh, at number six, Notorious Thugs what? by the Notorious B.I.G. featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh. I don't think I know this. Oh, this is great. So good. I like Bone Thugs. Even if they rap fast a little bit. So, yeah, but uh, good collaboration. Uh, great song, uh, again, with Biggie. Uh, I was all about this song. I listened to it a lot. I tried to figure out the lyrics, but he raps too fast, so I can't get in there. <laughs> I think that's Busy Bone, but I'm not sure. It's one of the Bone Thugs guys. Might be Busy, but uh, I could never figure it out. Uh, but it is an awesome 90s rap song. Uh, it brings back good memories. Again, big at the clubs. Uh, heard it a lot. So, um, But, yeah, great song. Yeah, I wasn't a big uh, Bone Thugs. What? Yeah, I couldn't. No, it's I too could, bad. Yeah. They had that one. There was like their which head, one? I don't know. It's the main one. That what's the, the one where are the they crossroads? Like, are they going to heaven or something? Yeah, the crossroads. Yeah, 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 yeah. See that's you all. at the crossroads. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, all, the, that's one. the only one I know. It's the only one you know. Yeah, you should listen and to I'm, Wake Up. Wake Up's the good one. Uh, wake up, wake up. Yeah, that's that's I the one. See, now that one's coming back. Yeah, it's to me, I remember coming back to you. <laughs> oh, all right, my all right. number uh, five. Five. Oh, you're gonna be proud of this one. Maybe. Uh, well, I think you are. Don't get too this ahead This is... Um, oh. This is called Smile. Heck yeah. And this is Scarface featuring Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, this is good. I love this one. This one was on... Mount Kuman now. Yeah. That's great. No, I like that one. Uh, this one I played a lot. Um, uh, Scarface. Uh, he is most known for being uh, the member of the Ghetto Boys. Oh, nice. Uh, his real name is Brad Terrence Jordan, in case anybody <laughs> wanted to know. Um, I thought this was cool. So in 2012, the source ranked him number 16 on their list of the top 50 lyricists of all time. Wow. About.com ranked him number six on its list of the 50 greatest MCs of all time. Uh, then there's a whole thing. Chris Rock named him like one of the best ever. Uh, and then, uh, and one thing I read, it said he was described as your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Ah, one of those. Yeah. Um, uh, this song features Tupac uh, and Johnny P. I don't know. Johnny so, P. I, I don't know who that is. Did you have that CD too? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I had this full CD because. No, I meant Johnny P. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Never heard of him. My bad. Um, let's see. It was his most successful single to date. Peaked at number 12. Um, Notorious B.I.G. was asked to be on the song. But he declined when he found out that Tupac was going to be on it. Oh, the um, beef. You can't be together yeah. with the beef. Um, yeah. Uh, here's some lyrics that I really like. It says, there's going to be some tough ti- uh, tough, uh, tough things you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But though whatever you see, through whatever the rain and the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. you got to be able to smile through all this bullshit. Nice. That's a little uh, Tupac for you. That is a little yeah. Tupac. Uh, and then I will end by saying that Jordan... Uh, this would be Brand, Brad Terrence Jordan, Scarface, was quoted in the Washington Post stating that Scarface is dead. No. Yeah. Position, uh, so basically, he uh, he says, I'm not going to be a 75-year-old rapper. I'm going to be finishing my last term in office as president when I'm 75. Oh, nice. So Scarface has got some political aspirations. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that's going. So there you go. <laughs> so that's Smile, Scarface. Smile. And Tupac. Yes, anytime you can get Tupac, you're not doing a bad thing. Yeah. Perfect. Um, all right, well, going from a pretty good rap song, I'm going to slow it down again, smooth it out, uh, with a young lady called Monica. And the song is called For You, I Will. Little Monica. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a great song. The minute I hear the chorus, I'm like, wait, I know this. Of course you do. Right here it goes, I think. Yeah, that's it. Very 90s sounding. 
Wow. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's Monica. This is off the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, there is some. No, you know, there were some Jam. good ones. I oh yeah, had, yeah, that was good. Which I had, and I listened to a lot. Remember uh, Chris Rock's on there. He did the basketball Jones. Basketball. <laughs> uh, yeah, R. Uh, Kelly had a had yeah. a classic one. He did. He had the yeah. He had one believe, on there. I believe I can fly. Yep, he did believe yeah. he could fly. So, uh, but I always thought Monica was a great singer. She's got a lot of good songs. Um, this is this is a great R and B ballad for me. I can sing along with it. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, only number eighty in Germany. So apparently they just don't like good songs. I guess no, just kidding. I like I love our German audience. So, um, yeah, I just remember hearing this. This is a, this is a big radio song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever got this CD, but anytime I heard it on the radio, I was pretty happy to listen to it and turn it up. And it still sounds good now. So yeah, uh, yeah. I I I had a. A moment where I really liked, like, the Brandy, Monica. There was a couple yeah. of those gals that came out that I was like, mm, "Those yeah. are pretty good." I liked them. I Lauren liked them Hill. All. Lauren Hill. She's she good. may she may make a, an appearance here. Oh, that'd be something. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. My number four is um, she's like the queen of of um, R and B. Like, right? Oh uh, yeah. It would be um. Mary J. Blige. Ah, uh-huh, Mary J. Everything. Yes. Love the Mary J. Didn't get Mary J. on mine, but you no know Mary J. I, for uh, you. Yeah, I guess I missed that. I should have been doing a better job. Yeah. No, I felt like uh, for me, I was a big Mary J. Blige fan. I liked her her stuff. You know, what's the four one one? Oh yeah, oh, that was her. You know. Uh, anyway, what's uh, the four one one for our younger listeners? It's like, the, it's like you dialed the, for the information. information. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could actually call that on a telephone, yeah. dial it, and they would tell you what weather, time, yeah, anything you want, anything you need yeah. to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. This came out August of '97. Um, she's referred to as the queen of hip hop soul, queen of R and B. She's won nine Grammys, nine, a primetime Emmy, four American Music Awards, twelve NAACP Image Awards, twelve Billboard Music Awards. She has been nominated for three Golden Globes, two Academy Awards. Um, she became the first person nominated for acting and songwriting in the same year. Um, Goodness, gosh! I mean, she's written and produced with Terry Jam or Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam, um, man, uh, her album was cert- this album. It came out. It was called "Share My World." It was certified triple platinum, Grammy Award nomination for best R and B album in 1998. Um, I mean, it, yeah, uh, reached number 24. This song reached number 24 in the U.S. Uh, Billboard Hot 100. Um, yeah, this is one that. I had on. Yeah. Kind of, wow. you know, so she, I, I liked Mary J. Blige. She's the one. You hear those accolades? Do you know this may be uh, this may be sacrilegious to say, but she might have more accolades than your boy B.A., Brian Adams there. Um, oh. That was a lot. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's trying his Canadian. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got U.S. and he, All he right. crosses two. I'm sure someone in Canada likes Mary J. Blige. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't think he has that exclusively on lockdown, but yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm going to stay with my R&B track that I'm on, and I'm going to go to just one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh It's by Black Street, and it is Don't Leave Me. Oh, that's not the one. It's not the one. I would have gone to. This is the one I go to, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got a great chorus, and they're really into it. I, I love it. So that's not. I, yeah, that's I think not, most well, people would have gotten no diggity. So Black Street was popular for no diggity a year earlier. Actually, that came out in '96. Uh, same album, but this released a little later. Uh, but this, to me, this is a great '90s R&B love song, and I might like it better than No Diggity. Uh, actually, I, I sing this one more often. Uh, but this song didn't even chart on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, which is crazy, really? by the way. Didn't even hit the top 100. I don't know how that yeah. happened, but it didn't. Uh, once again, though, the Kiwis know what's up, as it was number one for two weeks in New Zealand. Uh, obviously, they just have great taste in smooth love songs. And it made it into Belgium's top 100 for 1997, coming in hot at number 88. Wow. Uh, you know how deep this song is? Check out this lyric. But if you walk away, <laughs> you'll make this grown man cry. I mean, that's pretty powerful, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, why? So that wasn't on the, it didn't even crack the. Didn't crack the top 100. Billboard, why, I think the highest I saw it got was like 103. Why do I know that then? It played on radio it, stations it and stuff, radio? but it okay. didn't, I guess, 
get enough that it, it was had enough listens and airplay to crack that number. So. Wow! But it's yeah. a great song. No, I know that one. I don't know why it didn't crack that the is top one hundred. When I can name several songs that year that were in the top one hundred that were hot trash. Uh, yeah. So I was gonna say, <laughs> I would I would have assumed that was in the top. One. All right, my number three is uh, my boy, uh, not Brian Adams. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how he'd get onto this chart. It's another Brian. Little Brian McKnight. Oh, Brian McKnight. Featuring your boy Mace. Can't go wrong with that. You should be mine. Everyone love Brian McKnight. Parentheses, don't waste your time. Don't. Sultry. He's good at it. Sultry? Sultry. And then it, it hurts my heart to see him doing, uh, it's not Chili's, uh, Applebee's commercials now. <laughs> you got to pay the bills, man. I don't like that. I don't it, like it. it. It feels like he's, uh, I don't know, like he's made a mockery of his career. Like you've, you've, that's where you've reached like, oh yeah, I need to do Applebee's commercials. Nah, man, you got to get a pay. He's an R&B sometimes. legend. He's doing Applebee's commercials. He's an R&B legend. I yeah. will say that. No. Um, so uh, this is released August of 97. Uh, first single uh, from his album Anytime uh, as Mason. I like that song. Yeah, it reached uh, number four on the Hot R&B chart, number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. It sold over 600,000 copies. Uh, this is this goes to what we were talking about. His work has earned him 16 Grammy Award nominations. Uh, he's third only to, and I'm going to butcher this name, Zubin Mehta, I don't know who that is, and Snoop Dogg. For the record for most Grammy nominations without a win. Nice. So he said he's not one. No. Um, himself, uh, oh, I do remember in 1992, I had his first album because he had a song on there called uh, One Last Cry. Killer album. Killer. He also has a cover of That's the Way Love Goes. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, not uh, Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. But uh, Daryl Hall. Hall and John Oates. There you go. Uh, you have to say it right. Get it right. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm a big, I again, I like, I'm a sucker for Brian McKnight. Yeah. And I'm just sad to see him doing sucker uh, for Brian McKnight. Applebee commercials. Well, at some point, there is a number that the studio can write on a piece of paper and you go, I'll okay. Do, I'll do <laughs> <laughs> There's a number for that. What? It just depends uh, what number that is. What is the so, number? Uh, everyone's got it. It's just a matter. Obviously, they have found Brian's. Whatever that number was, they wrote it down. So, Or he wrote it down, slipped it to him, and they were like, that's fine. So, um, but I uh, guess. Yeah, I guess. So. I'll give it to him. Could be worse. So, well, good number three. My number three, huge party song. Uh, Whitecliff Jean and the Refugee All-Stars. Oh. We are trying to stay Alive. Oh, oh I forgot about this one. Such a good. Wyclef was another one. Oh. You heard a lot about him. I love this during song this time. so much. I had this whole song memorized. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's a good remix. It's so well put together, you know. But I was all about this song when it came out. Uh, I don't know why. I just love it. it. The beat, the way he raps, the other two uh, that are rapping in there with him, the Refugee All-Stars, it's it's really good. Uh, I used to crank it up in, the, as you mentioned earlier, my 1990 Honda Accord hatchback, Maroon, if you're wondering I about the color. I remember the Maroon one. Oh, yeah. It was good. Whatever happened it. to the little orange one? That was before. That was, that the, was the Corolla. The Corolla. That got sold. That the or the Tercel. Sorry. Tercel. That was the Tercel. Okay. That got sold. And then when I came back from Japan, I bought the Honda. Yes. And then okay. when yep. I got I'm seeing it now. Married, when I got engaged to Laurel, we got rid of that. And so mm-hmm. that's the way it goes. Well, but my favorite lyric in this, this whole song is smooth, but my favorite lyric, Wyclef says, and all you college students playing we G's, check the spelling R E F U G E, get the C D from Sam Goody. And he does a little <laughs> hee hee. So that Sam Goody's a little dated. I got that. Yeah. But it's just a smooth rhyme, like the whole way he put that together. So Do- uh, it was really clever, I thought, uh, the way he wrote it. Do you, you you may need to explain Sam Goody. Sam Goody uh, it was a, a, a record store. Mm-hmm. So once upon a time, youngsters, you used to go to a store to buy albums, tapes, CDs, records, um, and you could listen to them uh, before you bought them oh, at yeah. the store. People would spend hours at these stores yeah. just looking through bins of albums, mm-hmm. looking for something they wanted to listen to. So, yes, um, that's 
that's what Sam Goody was. Uh, but I thought this song was super cool. Um, yeah. Only number 45 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Oh, wow. Not happy about that, but uh, I'm starting to think the Kiwis know better than us at times, uh, and they know how to party. So Tupac and Dre, I know you're listening. Uh, Tupac from above, Dre right now. Uh, you may need to add them to the list of who knows how to party. Uh, as it went to number five in New Zealand. Um, but just a fun, cool party song I think everyone should listen to. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wyclef and his uh, crew, they were another one that was big. They, yeah. If it wasn't him, it was Lauren Hill. If it wasn't. The Refugee um, All-Stars. Yeah. It was the whole group. That's cool. The whole group. Uh, all right. My number two is. Um, um? Is that a question? No, not a question. <laughs> it is. It's a live track. Ah. A little Erica Badu. You love Erica Badu. I, I was waiting for her to show do. up on this list. So this is uh, uh, a song called Tyrone. Yeah, I know Tyrone. Yeah. I'm getting tired of your shit. You, don't you love her. I did. Yeah. I don't know if it's a did. I think you still like it. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if this is working a little extended play. Yeah, I, this is... Uh, it sounds a little slower than like the radio version they put out. Yes, it yeah, was. So. It was very different. So uh, this came out in uh, 90, well, 97, October. Uh, it was recorded during a concert. It didn't receive commercial uh, release in the United States. So it, it didn't, it wasn't, uh, I guess, eligible, is that the phrase, for the Billboard Hot 100. So it, it didn't even make the cut. Um, but it peaked at number 62, uh, became her the radio version. Uh, became Baru's third number one single on the U.S. R&B and hip-hop airplay. It's been referenced in a couple different songs. Uh, but for me, um, uh, oh, and it was covered by American rock band uh, My Morning Jacket, and I'd be curious to listen to that uh, version. Have uh, not heard of that I have not band heard at it. all. So. Um, you, you have not heard of My Morning Jacket? I have not. Oh, have wow. you? Great band, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, You'll have to... Uh, share their catalog with yes. me. Yes, well, point, yeah, so. that's good. Uh, uh, and I, for me, I saw her perform. Oh yeah, in uh, April of ninety-seven. Yeah, you talked Ala- about that concert multiple times. Yes, at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, uh, and I saw her do this song live. Live, and it was great. Was it? Did you record this one? Is this the one? Did you sneak a no? I didn't tape recorder no, in there. That, okay, yeah, it wasn't. But no, I, I, I think for me, this changed how I. I don't know that I'd been to a like an actual concert, no, oh. like a real concert, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Well, you've been to a real concert because in '96 you went to a Celine Dion concert. Oh yeah, yeah, and this was '97. No, but yeah, but no, that's true. Okay, so we saw Celine Dion in the uh, I didn't even know what it was at the time, Rose Garden, Rose Garden, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Let's so see. huge, like stadium. Oh, sir. This was a little tiny theater, Intimate yeah, theater. and I and I just oh, thought, okay. oh man, to see live music in a little like I was theater, like, that's cool, much better. So my number two is Tyrone. Eric nice. Yeah. Well, that's a good number two. Can't go wrong with that. Well, my number two is also a soulful singer, uh, probably one of the best uh, R and B singers of the '90s, mm. and that would be Tony Braxton with oh. "Unbreak My Heart." Oh. Tony Braxton. This is good. Oh yeah, this is great. She could sing. She could. She could. I don't know if she still can, but I'm sure she can sing a little bit still. Um, well, this was number one on the Hot Billboard chart. Uh, first seven weeks of 1997. It was also number one in Austria, Canada, Romania, Sweden, Switzerland, and Taiwan. First shout out on the show for Taiwan. It also hit the top 10 in 15 other countries. This song was just a juggernaut. I remember the video. Mm-hmm. I remember the song. Mm-hmm. She had that dress that was like cut in the middle. Yes. Uh, she was looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything works. And uh, this is probably the best R&B song of the year for me uh, in 1997. And one of the best probably in the 90s. So Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a, a best of the 90s. Yeah, one it's, of the, it's uh, up there. I mean, I can't think of a lot of yeah. other R&B songs that would go above it. Maybe something uh, from Whitney Houston or something. But. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what magazine cover it was. Spin. Uh, spin? Spin? I don't know. Vibe? Vibe? One of Rolling those. Stones? Rolling Stones? Anyway, she was on the cover. Yeah. She was good. She was good. There's no problems there. Yeah. I don't remember what yeah. episode or what uh, issue that was but or what yeah. uh, 
magazine. But in anyway. the video, uh, it was that male model. He showed up in Zoolander too, Tyrese Gibson. Oh, he was an actor too in that movie, uh, Baby Boy. I don't know if you ever oh, saw Baby yeah. Boy, but yeah, yeah. He was in that. Good old Tyrese. So he was. I think that was him. Yeah, I think it was him running around because yeah. he was like a model and then something else. I don't know. Yeah. I, oh t- no, I'm yeah. wrong. Actually, it wasn't Tyrese. His name was like Tyson Bickford or Tyson something. Oh, I'm I don't getting know. the two of them mixed I up. I don't know. Yeah, I'll check that, but I'm pretty sure it's the Tyson was the model. Tyrese was the actor. Okay. So. Okay. But they're similar. Yeah. So, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Not too bad. She did not make my list at all. That's nope. startling. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we've gone number 10 through number two, so we know what that means. Before we reveal our number ones, let's head on over to the, the cut, cut line. line. As we put our list together, we often find it very difficult to rank just 10 in each category. So for this segment, we will each identify two songs that just fell out of our top 10. We will also identify an honorable mention, which is a song we missed the first time around, or just a song we may have heard a couple of times, found again sometime later, and really liked it, and and found it to be a much better song than we remembered. So, All right, my first cut is I Shot the Sheriff by Warren G. Wow, Warren G. Yeah. Get it. I forgot about this song. I know. We're going to have to have an E on this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of assumed that. Because I'm bumping? Because I'm bumping? That's right. Yeah, all right. Uh, bumping. So I really, the only reason, I'll just give you some uh, info here, but it was it was off of his uh, second album, Take a Look Over Your Shoulder. Um, he's a G-Funk rapper. In this case, anybody wanted to know his official uh, style, G-Funk. He is a G-Funk. Um, it, this album was certified gold in, in the U.S. Um, uh, peaked at I number think, 20. I think it went gold uh, riding the coattails of when he was on Above the Rim with Regulator or something yes. like that. Yeah, so, so. I, and that, I was going to mention it. So the album later went on to sell over 3 million copies. Uh, the single Regulate spent 18 weeks in of the top course. four. I mean, that's what he's known for, right? Oh, yeah. Um, the only reason I put this in here is I remember driving around with my uh, uh, I was in I had a 1987 Toyota Corolla nice and I had purchased a uh, radio from a guy had a re, uh, you could remove the, a removable face removable face plate that was like the cool thing what what brand was it? was a Pioneer I don't because that would have been good I don't remember <laughs> but I remember buying it from a guy uh, and then in order to listen to it was still a tape player though, which is weird. So, yeah, dual, had, dual processes. I had a, a a disc man that I would plug an adapter into as yep. a cassette, and that's how. And I remember driving around listening to this, this song, this album, perfect uh, on that little disc man in my '87. Those adapters uh, were fantastic. Yeah. I'm, now yeah. I look back, and go, that was so dumb. It would but, skip, but it was, they were great. But anyway, so that's my first my first cut. Nice. Well, my first cut, another R&B song. I've gotten a little R&B heavy at the back end of this countdown, but it's from In Vogue. It is called Don't Let Go. Oh, good one. Pretty good. Notice I have a lot of girl R&B group stuff. This was kind of them closing out the 90s for themselves a little bit. So they were pretty popular early in the 90s. Uh, but this went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100, number one in Denmark and uh, Norway. So how about that? Uh, this was in Vogue's, as I just said, sixth and final top 10 hit. So kind of closing out the 90s for them a little bit. It was included in the Set It Off soundtrack. Oh. Uh, I just think it's a solid song. I remember it a lot on the radio a lot. That was a good movie, actually. Yeah, well, it's I like good. that movie. If I remember right, I'm thinking set it off. That's Jada Pinkett, yep. Queen Latifah, the yep. Robin Banks or yep. something. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's, that was good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have a lot more to say about it. I just think it's a good song. So brings back uh, some memories. Uh, yeah, no, I I remember going to the theater with uh, with a gal. With uh, a gal? Yeah. To see this, set it off. Yeah, to see set it off. It's yeah. an interesting yeah. uh, date movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, good cut, good cut. Yeah. Uh, my number, uh, my second cut is a song called Hit It Off by New Edition. Oh, bringing the New Edition back. It's one of those like eight times they got back together. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I 
put it as a cut. Yeah? Because your other well, it too was, good. It was released in July of 96. Oh, yeah? But it was on... But it was still on the... Uh, it was still on the charts in 97. Oh, that's so that's why I, I picked it. But anyway. That's good. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so can you name all the members of New Edition? Let's see. Let's well, put you on the spot. You got Belle Biv DeVoe. Okay. So, so that's Ronnie Bivens. Ronnie. Um, uh, uh, Michael. Michael Bivens. Bivens, sorry. Okay. Well, Bill Biven, DeVoe, Ronnie DeVoe, is that right? Ronnie DeVoe. And then the original lineup was Bill Biv DeVoe, Ralph Tresvant, and oh, Bobby Brown. Ralph Tresvant, yeah, Bobby Brown, and got him. And then when Bobby left the group, they brought Johnny Gill in. Johnny Gill. So Johnny Gill yeah. was there. What was Bill, what was Bill, his first name? Ricky. Ricky, nice Ricky job. Bell, yep. yeah. Good job, so wow. Just <laughs> um, putting you on this. Uh, yeah. uh, Larry Flick from Billboard described this song as a smoker. Oh, wow. And I... Thought that was reminiscent of your, of your, uh, uh, it's a banger. I like that. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this whole quote is worth uh, sharing. This is a description of this song. It says, uh, vocally, time has treated the lads extremely well. The high-pitched squeak and tenor harmonies have been replaced by swarthy machismo and mature baritone. Despite the individual styles developed via solo careers, the axe chemistry is well intact and the members appear to have fallen into group mode with ease. They make excellent use of silky, chilled Jeep funk groove and seductive chorus chant. Wow. Needless to say, this is a smash. Smash. Jam on it. Jam on <laughs> it. That was the, you, yeah. Yeah. you know, I imagine when they said jam on it, it sounded better. It probably when you did. said yeah. it. Jam on it. It did not sound better. It sounds very <laughs> like, uh, okay, uh, guy. <laughs> uh, this song was performed Damn along uh, on the TV series Family Matters, and I Googled it or YouTubed it. It's no, worth no. a watch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, my favorite uh, lines. It says, I got my mind on my money. Yo, the booty's on me. Perfect. There you go. Gosh. So that's my first I got cut. money and booty into the same line. Perfect. Nice. Nothing more 90s than that. Money and booty. No. So, well, my second cut uh, is... A song where I actually like it because I really like the band name, uh, but it's Love to Love You by Timbaland and Magoo. Oh, wow. Love to love to love oh, I forgot about this song. <laughs> I just like saying Timbaland and Magoo. So. Magoo was like, he was kind of like a Q-tip <laughs> knockout. Like he wanted to be Q-tip. I don't know what he wanted to be, but uh, he wasn't as good as Timbaland. I know that. He had a kind of a nasally sound. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, see, he wants to be Q-tip. Yeah. That's you would Magoo. almost think it was Q-tip. Like Sonny Bono. <laughs> By the way, uh, just to get that to rhyme, he took Sonny Bono and said, let's just make it Sonny Bono. No one will notice, <laughs> right? So, No, but uh, I just I wanted to say Magoo on this uh, podcast, so I got this song in. It's a, it's a catchy song. Uh, I, this is one of those I did buy this CD. To find the disappointment, as you said earlier, where this was the only song the on, only that, thing. on that old album that was worth listening to. Uh, I don't listen to it too much to it anymore, but uh, this is kind of Tim Lee and getting his feet wet and getting ready to go. And then, of course, he became a big producer in the 2000s. Uh, but it was it was out for several months. It was on in the clubs, and I think it just uh, deserves to be on the cut, the cut room floor. So. Yeah, that's good. I had not. Oh gosh, I can't remember the last time I've heard that song. That was a great song. Now you know. And Timberland you remember and Magoo. Magoo. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he's another one that. I'm just uh, interested. His career in, was very short. When we're picking rap names, that guy came in the room and go, "Yeah, I'm gonna go by Magoo." Everybody's got these Snoop Doggy Dogs, Jay Z's. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Magoo. Magoo. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that's great." And nobody talked him out of it. Nope. Record labels were like, "That's fine." That sounds Perfect. good. Yep. Yep. Probably the same guys that got a uh, Tariq and. Uh, Peter Guns. It took Peter all Guns, their money. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, all right. Honorable mention? Yeah. Okay. My honorable mention is a song called The Sweetest Thing, and it is also from uh, the Refugee Camp All-Stars. Nice. Do you know this one? I have heard this, yes. Can't, yeah, so this stu- is, can't stump me all day. Yeah. So this is Lauren Hill. Yeah. And the Refugee Camp All-Stars. You can recognize Lauren Hill as soon as you yeah. hear it. This was, uh, yeah, this was from a movie uh, called the uh, Love Jones. Oh, uh, Love Jones, and good I, one. I had the soundtrack. Um, did you watch it, the movie? I did. 
Good. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. And what I liked about the reason I put it as my honorable mention is because I think at the time I thought uh, maybe it's too slow, or but now I think as I've gotten older, I I have a better appreciation for it. Uh, nice. this, but very chill album had guys like Maxwell on it. Uh, you know, like super chill. Um, <laughs> super uh, chill. Uh, the album has like in between the songs, there's uh, uh, spoken poetry, like. Uh, from the in the movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so and then it's got kind of a bluesy chill vibe to it. It has kind of that live music feel that I think I was looking for in '97. Um, and so, yeah, I like I like this whole. I got to actually re-listen to it as I was getting ready for this. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I like this album. That it's is a good. great album. Sounds good. That's a good song. I've heard that. Yeah. So that's my honorable mention. That's good. Well, my honorable mention is a song I didn't hear till. A couple years later, uh, another R&B, but I really liked it. Another girl group. The group is called Allure, oh. and the song is called All Cried Out. Ooh, I do not know this one. Wait. Mike, when you hear the chorus. Oh, wait, it's coming back to me. No? No. Really? Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I think they're. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a now good. Why is, your, good why, song is that, uh, why is that? Why is that? Your uh, fell to your honorable mention because uh, I never. I didn't hear it. Like okay, it wasn't around at all. And then a couple years later, I happened to hear it maybe on a top forty radio station or something. And I was just like, hey, I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. And then I went and found a CD. And I got it, and so. Okay. Uh, but this is a cover of Elisa Lisa and the Colt Jam song. Um, didn't hear this till later, like I said. Um, but I like female and R&B groups. This was a good song. Went to number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Number two, of course, in New Zealand. Uh, but got it's a four four person girl group. They're singing. Uh, the video they're in the woods or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I just like it. I, I don't have much more explanation than that. That it's just a good song to listen. That's to. okay. You're allowed that. You're allowed to pick songs just because you like them. Yeah, sometimes. I, I like to have a good backstory to it. There's, there's no backstory to this one. I heard it. I liked it. And that's so it. So I've listened to it again. There you go. And again. And uh, yeah, so can't go wrong with that. We, I think. we will allow that. We will allow it. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, so you know what that means. It's, a, it's number one. Today. Time for the number ones. Oh, and so boy. did you go another smooth R&B or, or are you doing something I, with a little beat to it? Well- I'm. I'm gonna. You probably. You'll. Do you want to try and guess? Uh, I have no idea. No idea. Okay, that's good. That's good. Some curveballs. That's at me. good. That's good. That's good. Uh, no, it is on and on by Erica Badu. Ah, I went back to Erica twice on the. I countdown. did. I know. We try not to. Yeah, I. I always avoid dual. But, but I understand. I, I had to. Yeah, I just really like this song. Yeah, I like Erica Badu. Yeah, you. Yeah. You have solidified that. Yeah. It's it's Brian Adams 1A, Erica Badu 1B. Yeah, that works. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Uh, so this actually was released in 96. Um, uh, but it, they consider this a neo-soul. Uh, she was a neo-soul uh, song. Actor. Neo-soul. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's singing about the world's issues, and it just keeps turning on and on. Uh, spent two weeks top the US bill, uh, Billboard Hot One uh, R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. Peaked at number twelve on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, one of the best female R&B vocal performance in the 40th annual uh, Grammy Awards. Yeah. Um, now music video was nominated for some stuff. Um, Pitchfork, which I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, some kind of a. Uh, pop culture thing uh on and on is there uh put it on their list of 250 of the best songs in the 1990s wow and slant magazine listed the song at number 46 in their ranking of the 100 best singles of the 1990s so nice and again i know i mentioned it earlier but uh got to see her in concert in april of 97 and really good really cool yes um so i just thought quite an impression on you it did and i think for 1997 that was the video was different the um her style was different. Yeah, um, it was just really, really different, and I thought it was really cool. compared to what of what was out during that year. She was definitely a little bit of a contrast to some of those. Yeah, other her voice things. was I mean so. kind of different, and it wasn't yeah. this clean like girl group. Uh, you know, uh, it, anyway, yeah, it was cool. So well, that's my number one. Really good. Well, 
my number one, I took the easy way out here. I literally picked the biggest song of the year because to me, this song is 1997 and it was everywhere and it couldn't be stopped. It's Notorious B.I.G., it's Mace, oh. it's Puff Daddy, it's Mo Money, it's Mo Problems. Oh. Yeah. P-O-P-P-A. Oh, yeah. So this was the song of the year. So He was pretty good. But, um, yeah, uh, colossal hit. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it was everywhere. The video was bright and a lot of dancing. If you remember it, they look like they're in some kind of, yeah. they're in Vegas or they they got shiny suits uh-huh. on. I mean, it was just a, it was a crazy and it was on MTV. What? Every five minutes. Like you couldn't get away from that video. Uh, this was notorious BIG's second number one hit, but he didn't enjoy it as it was released after his death. Uh-huh. Uh, this was also number one in Canada and the Netherlands and number two in New Zealand. Uh, awesome party dance song. Really, as I said, it it sounds like 1997. If you were there, you know, it was everything. Uh, when I was at Club La Vila in Panama City Beach, this song comes on. Everybody would lose their mind. They'd go running around. It'd go crazy. So um, that whole year, if you really want to go back and look, Puff Daddy, No Stories B.I.G. They had a lot of big hits that year uh, that we left off, as it looked as it turns out. So, but um, I mean, a notable 97 songs. Look, all about the Benjamins, Puff Daddy. Oh yeah, hypnotize notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you could have, I could go with a bunch of like you said earlier. The I'll be missing you, uh, Puff Daddy. Um, there's there's just so many songs that you're just from those two. Yeah. Um, I also had let's see, no 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 from Destiny's Child, Honey from Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, huge song of the year. Uh, Super Dupa Fly, which I thought for sure was going to hit your list. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, I, I'm looking at my cutting room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the rain, yeah, or Miss Elliot, yeah. Uh, Foxy Brown a couple times on here. Um, I Key Sweat had a couple. I'm shocked that Key Sweat yeah. didn't make your list. They I weren't know as you're... good as the earlier stuff that uh, yeah. is twisted and some of the other ones. So. Um, Usher, yeah, I'm not. You make me wanna. That was kind of the thing. It was a huge song. That's the one that uh, I just not a big Usher fan. Oh, I will show okay. you my list right here. Just say so you no. Know, all cried out. Allure. It made it featuring one twelve. One twelve. <laughs> Just so you know, and um, uh, uh, they were good. Little Kim, Little Kim, she had a couple. Year. On yeah, she showed uh, up on Puffy's uh, oh, album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was huge. There was lots of songs we just left off that were also good songs. I just picked the ones I liked the best. So, yeah. yeah. I also had Uptown here, but you had played it earlier, so yeah. it, we, it didn't get missed. Um, I basically came down to Uptown. Or Timberland and Magoo for that cut line, yeah. and I went with Magoo. That's a good so. pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, but I, I do like Uptown, even if they're not getting paid for it. We didn't have any crossover. We did not have any. That's a killer list, though. Your list, my list. It's a good list. I think yeah. you've got pretty much everything you could think of, except for those few we left off. I would people would argue we should probably had Hypnotize on there. Uh, that seemed like a pretty big hit. Hypnotize uh, from uh, Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Uh, did, and did you say not uh, what, what was uh, what was your number one? Mo uh, money, mo problems. Oh, that was the song. Oh, yeah. uh, can't nobody hold me down. Yeah. Puff Daddy. So oh, yeah, you yeah, could go all yeah. over that. Uh, Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Uh, getting <laughs> jiggy with it. We didn't have from Will Smith. Yeah. That was a huge song. Oh right yeah. Here. No, no Drew Hill, but they were in no there. Drew Hill. in my bed. Yeah, they were all over the place too. Um, tell me. So. Oh yeah. There's some good. But ones. twisted key sweat. Uh, I, I'm still shocked that you. Well, didn't. but I, that was on the your twisted, mini. You yeah, had that on your mini. I had it on my mini and two twisted yeah. came out in '96. I guess it? it was still on the chart in '97. Okay, but maybe that's. Why. I thought of it more of as a '96 song, so I did. Fly didn't. like an eagle, seal came out of uh, Space Jam. Oh yeah, and we yeah, didn't so. do. Uh, I believe I can fly. Our yeah. Kelly, that was a really big song mm-hmm. that year. So yeah, um, is what it is. But uh, I had other R&B songs I liked better. But, uh, yeah. I think overall that is a good playlist, though. That you put good. that in, you're gonna you're gonna have a good yeah. remembrance of what 1997 felt like. Absolutely. So, well, we're all out of the Benjamins, baby. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. We hope you've enjoyed looking back at our favorite hip hop, rap, and R and B songs from 1997. If you like this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend you know was getting down to this music in 1997, then head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us feedback, five stars, which will help the show grow. Rob and I love hearing from our listeners, so please leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. You can also email us at 80s90srecall at gmail.com. 
with comments or show ideas you may want to hear in the future. Well, with that, what's our homework for next time? Homework for next time. We are doing uh, what seemed to be a popular segment the first time around. We're going to go back and do another Billboard Hot 100 list. uh, This time for the week of May 9th, 1982. So we're taking it back almost as far as we could go uh, for our time frame that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's way back, Rob. So no rules to bind you this time. I know you don't like nice. my goofy rules. You can choose nope. your top 10 songs and honorable mention cuts from anywhere on the top no, 100. No top 50, bottom 50. No top 50, bottom 50. You're free to grab from wherever you want. So Nice. All right. Nice. See if you can remember what 1982 even was. So. Yeah, that, that was a while ago. <laughs> it was. So, well, uh, you got anything else to cap off our 97 extravaganza? I've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. Well, fancy goodbye. No fancy goodbye. All right. Later. Peace out. <laughs>